people who have like money to do your high ticket offers are not on Instagram for hours and hours and hours, liking things, saving things, sharing them. They instead will go on your profile, they'll, they'll lurk, they're going to stalk you, they're going to look at everything, and then that website click is going to come through, or that DM is going to come through that says, hey, I like what you're doing, I want to work with you. Mm-hmm. So if you're not getting all the likes, you're not getting all the shares, it's okay, there's some lurkers out there ready for their moment to work with you. Welcome to Coffee Powered Systems, equipping women with actionable steps to overcome overwhelm and streamline business and life. So grab your favorite drink and come hang out with me. I'm your host, Miranda Merton. Hey friends, welcome back to Coffee Powered Systems. Get ready to tune in to this episode about everyone's favorite topic, content creation. And I say favorite topic loosely because either you love it or you hate it. In this episode, you're going to hear me chat with Isabella Sanchez Castaneda, and she is a content strategist for service-based businesses looking to get seen so they can get paid. Now, a little bit about Isabella. After graduating in the middle of the pandemic, she dove straight into the corporate world as a digital editor, but only a few months in, she realized her impact could be 10x greater as an independent business owner. So now she helps entrepreneurs market themselves on social so that they too can follow their passions. You will hear me and Isabella get into so many things, and she has quickly become one of my favorite people. I love following her on social media now, and we had so much fun in this conversation, and I learned so much stuff as far as strategy goes. We talk about creating your content. We talk about where you should show up on the internet. How do we know what's working? What are some of the performance indicators that we should be keeping track of? And then we also get into repurposing content. How do you get started repurposing, which is a huge thing, especially right now with video being as big as it is right now. We want to learn how to take those videos and the clips that we create and turn them into other content. So tune in and listen to me and Isabella chat about content creation. I have another special guest with me. I'm talking to Isabella Sanchez Castaneda, and she is a content strategist for service-based businesses looking to get seen so they can get paid. Isabella, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. This is my first podcast interview, so I'm ready. Yes, I love it. Um, I am so happy to talk to you today because I feel like Content creation is one of those things that we all have like a love-hate relationship with. It's Mm -hmm. like, we know we have to do it. And some people are really great at it. And some people are just like, it's like pulling teeth, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people tend to run away from content creation, but you ran right into it. Did you go into a corporate position after you graduated or did you jump right into the entrepreneurial pond? Yeah, so I graduated May 2020, like smack in the middle of the pandemic, and I was very fortunate uh, to get a corporate job right off the bat, and it was actually in journalism, which is what I thought was my dream career for forever, Um, and I got to be a digital editor for a regional magazine, and my job ended up being almost 85% social media, and SEO, website, YouTube, it was 
everything that we do on a day-to-day as business owners now, that's what I was doing over there. And it was okay. Um, As many of us, we know the corporate grind and we know the things that come up that may not be the most aligned. And so I started um, looking for, for new things to do and take the skills that I had learned there. I had learned, um, I've been doing social media for a nonprofit for a long time. And I was like, I'm ready. Um, I love content. I think we're all just natural content creators, even if we don't think we are every day, we're putting out something. Um, and so I also think we're all influencers. I know people have a big hubbubaloo about that, but we're all influencers. Every time your friend asks you for a book recommendation, every time someone asks you where you get your shoes from, you are influencing someone. So I, I love helping business owners get to do that. Very true. I love that. We are all influencers in our own way, right? And there are a ton of places that we can show up on the internet. And like we have our tried and true places that don't seem like they're going anywhere, like Facebook, Instagram, um, LinkedIn. And then we have like the pop-ups and the new platforms. So how do you know where to spend your time? Because although I don't think you need to be everywhere, you know, I'm not Gary Vee. I'm not trying to be on every single platform when it comes out. There are people who think differently about that. So what's your take on it? I think there is something to be said for healthy experimentation, but always have your one or two platforms that are like your strongest base. So I know for you, that's your podcast. For me, it's Instagram. Right now I am starting to put out more content on YouTube. Um, but that is like where you will always find me. And so first have the place where people can go and say, that is where Issa is going to be. Um, it's the place that you're most going to send people to when you meet them or when you're at a conference mm-hmm. and then experiment. So one place that I experiment often with is TikTok. And so I'm on TikTok every once in a while. I do kind of like, I call them month long sprints where I'll post every day, but then I took a hiatus because I was launching and I knew that my launch was going to be a lot stronger on Instagram. And so do what you can on other platforms, but have your base, your home base, um, where you can always be found. Yeah. And do you experiment as well? So if you're going on TikTok, are you experimenting with things like reels and, um, comparing and contrasting how they work for you? Yes. So I love the comparison between TikTok and Reels because even though they're the same format, the culture is so different. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really had to adjust. So when I jumped into the Instagram game, I actually started my page with 28 days of Reels. And this was back in February. And it was like my everything. I created an offer around it. I love Reels. But when you go on TikTok, it's a lot less curated. It's a lot more people speaking directly to the camera. It's a lot more um, controversial hot takes than you're maybe used to. And they, you know, their their style of short form video has been around a little longer. Mm -hmm. So they just have that edge. But it allowed me to then repurpose. It allowed me, sometimes I wouldn't put up my TikTok as a, real on Instagram, but I would put it in my story because I knew it was going to be more of a conversation starter. And that experimentation just lets you know that you can repurpose. You just have to repurpose with intention. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, when I talk to business owners, the same pain points always come up for them. It's like they're either overwhelmed by doing all the things or all the content creation, um, mm-hmm. they're confused, uh, whether it's like which platforms to post on or the when, what, where, how, and why. Um, so I'm all about action steps and moving forward. So can you walk us through the process of creating a system for content creation um, in order to be more consistent yet still keeping it fun? Mm-hmm. So before we dive into specifics, I just want to say, give yourself permission to create your own system. So often we see all the content calendar freebies and we see the templates and we see the flows and they may not work for us, especially if you are someone who considers yourself a lot more creative or a lot more free flowing. This structure may not be ideal. And just because it works for say, I love following Maudie Woodard. And I know that he puts out three pieces of content every single day. His system is insane, but it's also because he has a team. And so I didn't, I saw his system and I was like, oh, I want to plug and play. And then I was like, that's unrealistic for me. So give yourself permission to be flexible, to take things and tweak them as you want. So I remember a couple months ago, I really wanted to put everything in ClickUp. I thought that ClickUp was going to be the the game changer. And I was like obsessed. But then to me, it felt because I am a solopreneur, it took so much more effort to like go into the ClickUp app and try to put everything in there instead of just going into my notes app. Mm -hmm. So now I know I have a section in my notes app. You can create little folders and I put my captions in there And I have my graphics and everything. So I've created a different flow that just works for myself. So I can break down a little bit of that is I do all my content ideation and just like brainstorming and putting everything like that in Airtable. And I like having it in the spreadsheet format. That's what I use with my clients as well, just because it's so easy to see it in a calendar view. You can move things around a lot more quickly. Um, But from there, I usually will then take it and say, okay, is this going to be filmed? Is this going to be a carousel, Canva graphic, photo, whatever, and go. And usually there, I'm not super rigid. Sometimes I'm feeling the creativity of that caption. Like last night, I knew that I needed a post for tomorrow. And I looked at my air table and and I just like kind of riffed in my notes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that feels good. And I'll edit it before it goes out. But it felt good to just do it on my phone and then I'll go into Canva and do the graphic that goes with it. But it's all very, um, I want to say intuitive just because when I try to force myself into the Airtable box or the ClickUp box, or I have to do everything in Google doc because it needs to be so organized. I end up putting out content that I don't love. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's what a lot of business owners are doing is trying to fit themselves into systems and flows that aren't intuitive to who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, especially, I love that you said that, you know, you do just pull out your notes app. <laughs> it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be, I'm going to put this in Notion and then I'm going to put this over here in Trello and then step by step by step, especially if you're just you, um, you know, maybe different if you are having a team or, you know, you're like Pat Flynn, for instance, he's got a whole team, he's doing all the yeah. things, got the spreadsheets. Um, yeah, yeah, do what works for you as well. 
Um, and you're right, it'll be a little more intuitive. That keeps it fun and fresh. Um, you said actually, uh, probably a couple of weeks ago on your Instagram, you posted and you said, stop letting strangers on the internet bully you into doing things you hate. And this resonated so hard. And I want you to go ahead and talk a little bit more about that statement, because I think a lot of people need to hear it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so glad you saw that and that you brought that up. So that was one of those um, posts where I was riffing in my notes. Like I just, I heard somebody say something and I was like, I hate that why are people doing that? And so I, that was a very intuitive post for me. Um, and no, it's just that as business owners, especially in the Instagram space, it's not normal to be receiving this much information and feedback every 10 seconds, as you like push up and you see something and everybody has an opinion, everyone's trying to sell to you. Everyone is just trying to get you to feel like there's something a little bit wrong with your business. And they're the only people that can fix it. Mm -hmm. I understand that's marketing, right? Like that's part of what we do is to try to get people to be problem aware. And after they're problem aware, we're the solution. Yeah. But I had so many people coming to me, telling me that they felt like they had to post seven days a week because so-and-so said so, because this other person told them that in their group coaching program, if they didn't have this offer on evergreen, that they're, they weren't a real business owner or the one that always gets me is I'm not making 10 K months. So I'm a failure. And I'm like, how many of us really honestly were making 10 K months in corporate? I know I was not at all. (laughs) And so all of that, like all of these messages that we're being bombarded with every day is like bullying is it's telling us you're not good enough. You're not doing enough. You need this. You need that. And it's just all the strangers on the internet who are trying to get to you. So um, I, I appreciate you brought that up because often we just need that perspective to like take a step back and be like, do I think I'm failing? I don't think so. I thought I was doing pretty well until I saw, you know, Susie's post that called me a failure for not making 10K months. Yeah. But in reality, she was just trying to, she was just trying to get me to buy her group program and get the upgrades. And so kind exactly. of having that having that room to just be like, she's a stranger on the internet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And those strangers on the internet are at a different spot than we Mm -hmm. are. Right. So Susie K who's making 10 K months plus she's probably 10 years in business was failing and failing, but we didn't see her failures. You know, Mm -hmm. not everybody's not posting there. Oh, I just launched a product to crickets or it sold $1,000. We don't see those. We're like, oh, my product just sold $97,000 for my launch. Um, nobody's telling us the, the oh, and some yeah, people five lying. people bought my stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know? and, and some people are really lying to you. Like, not everyone. I don't want to, I don't want to say that people are scamming us. Majority of people are being honest and doing their best, but there are some people who come on. I know everybody does this during their launch and goes, there's only two spots left. (laughs) And then you do sign up for your program and you were like, oh, so there were only two spots in total because (laughs) there's only two people here. (laughs) And so when I get it, and, and a lot of times they're doing that with the best of intentions because a business coach told them that scarcity sells and et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes they're not giving you the full picture Mm-hmm. And they're, they're twisting things in a certain way. And you're left on the other side of the screen, like, oh no, 
I, my program doesn't have two spots left. My program has 20 spots and I've only gotten one inquiry. So always taking grain of salt, having those conversations with business friends, those candid conversations being like, Hey, you know, what was this like for you? What is, what is the failure you've had? Um, and just understanding that everyone is just trying, trying their best and Mm -hmm. feeling the same thing of like, Oh my goodness, I can't make Susie's 10 K month. Right. And a lot of it is marketing. Um, like you mentioned the scarcity stuff, but I'm like, just do what feels good and just tell the truth. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes you get the emails after the cart has closed. It's like, Oh, I had so many people telling me, Oh, I missed the cart close. Can you reopen it? And then you know, that email was already scheduled a week ago. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, I, I, I've been in the game. I know what this is. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, I'm all about just do what feels good. Yeah. Flow and tell the truth to people, you know? Um, so after we've got all of our content strategy down and mm-hmm. um, we know like we're on a system, what is the, what are the metrics that we should be looking at? What are some performance indicators that we should be keeping keeping track of? I love this. So I think my number one, if you are using a short platform like Instagram or Twitter or something like that, is the conversations that started because of it. Whether that's conversations mm-hmm. that started in a comment or conversations in your DMs. Because even if it's only one or two people, but they felt so compelled that they took the extra step to actually type words onto their phone. Aside from that double tap, you know, it sparked something. And I do want to be clear. It's not like the, you know, those spam people who come in and they're like, love this. No, not like that. (laughs) But the ones who are like, wow, this resonated with me. Anytime someone took the time to communicate that to you, it means that you're speaking to that ideal audience because they felt seen in some way. And so pay attention to those conversation starters, especially in the beginning where you might not have thousands of followers. You are, you're just trying your best every day. And so if somebody goes out of their way to say, I felt seen, I appreciate this. I love that you said that. I want to know more. um, You know, you're on the right track. Later on, as you are using more call to actions that are specific, like sign up to my email list or watch my YouTube video or the one that we love, go to my sales page, then we want to start looking at how many people are taking that action from your post. So they're going to your profile and then looking at your website. Or um, I, I love doing this is saying like, send me a DM with the word VIP. If you want to book a VIP day with me, how many people took that extra step? Mm -hmm. Um, Because it means that people are listening. They're going all the way to the bottom of your post and reading your call to action and everything like that. So definitely, um, are they kind of listening to what you're saying? Because Mm -hmm. we don't, we don't do extra things. We don't take extra steps for people that aren't connecting with us. Exactly. We, we take those, those steps, um, as, as they go further along. So definitely conversation starters and website clicks are the two that I focus on the absolute most. Um, I try to try to leave the likes aside just because there are so many different things that you could be doing to get those likes, but it doesn't mean that the people liking it or your ideal clients mm-hmm. and, I love, this was an advice that I got from um, Vivaciously Marina and the Vogue Guide. Marina and Viv um, 
told me very on very early on in my entrepreneurship they said the lurkers are the ones that pay you and people who have like money to do your high ticket offers are not on Instagram for hours and hours and hours, liking things, saving things, sharing them. They instead will go on your profile. They'll, they'll lurk. They're going to stalk you. They're going to look at everything. And then that website click is going to come through or that DM is going to come through that says, Hey, I like what you're doing. I want to work with you. Mm -hmm. So if you're not getting all the likes, you're not getting all the shares. It's okay. There's some lurkers out there ready for their moment to work with you. That's great too, because especially in the beginning, you're not going to get all the likes and the shares and the views. There might've been two people on your live or five people watched your video. So yeah. that's a great indicator is people reaching out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, so once we, we know that video is here, it's where it's at. Yes. And so if we're not doing video, then we should have it as part of our content plan in the near future. So what's your favorite tip you've learned along the way to better um, be confident in doing video as part of social strategy? Yeah, um, I love the tip to stand up while you're doing your videos, uh, especially live videos, because it opens you up. So as we're nervous, we kind of our shoulders start to hunch and our breath gets more shallow as you're standing. You just have more room. You might be able to kind of sway a little bit. I mean, don't like overdo it, but you have a little more room to, if you are feeling nervous, like the bottom half of your body can move and people don't notice as much, but more than anything, it's that breathing. So stand up for those first couple of videos. And um, I don't know if you've seen that Ted talk, but power pose a little bit, like <laughs> widen your stance, your superwoman while you're on live or while you're on YouTube, whatever it is, and just you know, put yourself out there like the expert that you truly are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you just got to do it, mm -hmm. <laughs> basically. Um, and one of the best strategy strategies that I know is um, utilizing your video and your content to repurpose it later. Mm -hmm. And even though many people know what it is and what they should be doing, it's still kind of overwhelming, um, especially in the beginning when you're trying to figure out how to break things apart, where to put it, what to do. Do you have a strategy for repurposing that you could like guide us through? Yes, I love this. I have, I have my little flow for repurposing. So always go from your longest form content, whether that's your podcast, your video, or maybe a blog. And then from there, you usually made an outline for one of those pieces, right? So take that outline and you can easily make that into a carousel. So if you don't want to go from video straight to video, you can go video to carousel. You can go video to tease it uh, in an email um, and get people to watch the full thing by just teasing a little snippet. Say, are you really wondering about this? Or you've been struggling with this and I heard you. So I created this for you. And then you kind of go a little longer. The girls love their quote graphics. So instead of pulling a quote graphic from Pinterest, let's pull a quote from something that you said, because it's going to be in your voice. It's going to resonate more. So maybe you said something where it was alive and somebody in there said, oh, yes, put the praise hands, put the emojis, everything. Pay attention to that moment. Take that sentence and put it in a quote graphic. If it was really juicy, especially the way you said it, screen record or cut that little piece. And that can be a reel. And you can just keep doing that and it can be in your story, can be in your email, it can go onto a different platform, whatever it is. 
and you can spread it out. I think people are afraid of repurposing because they fear that they're going to get repetitive. But in reality, not every single one of your followers is seeing every single one of your posts. They're not reading every single one of your emails. So taking snippets, taking little bits, you don't, you never know if like the third time you put it out is the time that people say, oh, this is the time it really hit. This is the time I needed it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because a lot of times you need to hear things multiple times. Because think of how many times we've heard people say things over and over again, the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. you'll be like, oh, I heard Marie Forleo say that. I heard Glenna Doyle say it. Everybody's saying the same stuff, but the one time that you need it, it's going to resonate. And that mm-hmm. person that said it, it's going to come through for them. And it's going to come through mm-hmm. for you. So. And it, it might just be the way that the person said it. Yeah. Or the way that the person who said it looks or the way that their life experience matches yours. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes when when Gary V says something, I immediately think, oh, that's not for me. I'm not, I don't have a 40 person team like Gary V. Yeah. But if another solopreneur says the exact same thing, I believe them a little more because I'm like, oh, she's in my spot. So <laughs> it, it can be like that. I don't believe that exactly. there's ever anything hundred percent original. Mm-hmm. It's just said in the way that only you can say it. And that's the unique part. Yeah. It's all repurposed. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and so Isa, what are some of your favorite tools right now that you're using for content creation and implementation? We know we heard a little bit about ClickUp and Airtable, um, or you tried ClickUp, <laughs> wasn't for you, but we heard about Airtable. What are some other things you use, whether um, creating live video, um, things like that? Mm-hmm. So definitely want to emphasize Airtable. I think it's one of the most intuitive and I'm not a big Excel girl, mm-hmm. but I do love Airtable, just the way that you can organize, label things. I make sure that I have a column that is my content pillars, but separately I add a column that says purpose. So every single one of my posts has to have a purpose, whether that is to build connection, whether that is to promote my service, build my email list. I put it there intentionally so that I'm never putting out content that's fluff. If it's going to be fluff, take the day off, take (laughs) some time. Instagram will be there tomorrow. You'll be okay. Um, But having that purpose column in our table for sure. Then um, I do love my notes app. I think Mm -hmm. that if you are a solopreneur, there's nothing like having something in your pocket where that idea strikes and you can write it in remove all the resistance by imagine if you have to log into your Google drive and the password's not working and now you lost the idea, (laughs) remove the resistance. Um, so I love my notes app for videos specifically in shot, um, on my phone is how I edit my reels, how I edit my YouTube videos, how I edit everything. I am, um, just from, from college, like I know how to use Adobe premiere pro Mm -hmm. like the back of my hand it's too much to take the video, upload it to my computer, edit it on there, download it. That was too much resistance for me. Yeah. So InShot is what it is for now. It doesn't have to be fancy. I think kind of like what we were talking about before, when you see this big stranger on the internet and they say, well, I use Adobe Premiere and I have an editor that puts in this many graphics into every single video. And you start thinking, well, I have to do that. But if that's going to be the reason you don't put out a video at all, go for the free apps. InShot is free. You can pay for upgrades. You don't need them right away. Mm -hmm. Um, Same thing with if you're someone who's going to start a podcast, Zoom, 
go for zoom um there's a um an app on your phone i think it's called wave um i can pull it up because i do really really love it and it's oh it's called twisted wave and mm -hmm. so maybe you want to use twisted wave and upload to anchor from your phone do that um i'm i'm all about keeping it simple and then i don't use any sort of scheduler but i do use feed preview on my phone um it's different than the preview app i know that they get confused a lot but feed preview you never have to put in your password mm. so i really appreciate that and just like not having to give out more information than i need to yeah awesome and i love the resistance piece because that's usually where people stop right mm -hmm. uh it's like oh i'm gonna create the content i'm gonna do the thing and so-and-so said, I need to use this tool. So I'm going to use it. And then they get confused and they're like, oh my God, I don't know how to work this. And then they put it away and it's so easy to not go back to it because it, you're confused, you're overwhelmed. <laughs> you just don't know where Absolutely. to go from that. So keeping it simple, perfect. Yes. And keeping it also where um, you have to know your own time management skills. So yeah. um, I'm not the girl to teach you time management. <laughs> But I am the person to teach you how to maximize every free minute. So if you are, and that's why I like to keep everything on my phone. I know I mentioned a lot of things that are direct to the iPhone, like app store is because if I'm, you know, waiting in line at the grocery store and it's going to take me forever, I pull out my notes app and I start thinking, you know what? I know I have that caption for tomorrow. Or I go into my InShot and I tweak the text a little bit. And I can do that all from my phone and take advantage of those downtime moments where in reality, I was probably going to go scroll TikTok. Mm -hmm. And if you're someone who's like that, who's a little more sporadic, you like yeah. to jump from task to task, make it as easy as possible to do that. Um, just because just, I know everyone loves to time block, but just because you can't dedicate two hours to doing a task from start to finish, doesn't mean that the five minute chunks won't get you there. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm all about maximizing the five minute little quick jumps and, and you can edit on Canva, you can put in whatever you need. So take advantage of those little moments. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And uh, before we wrap up, I would love to know about your content pillars how you structure those. And if you're pulling, you know, your ideas from content pillars as you go, or if it's more, you know, uh, organized, how are you doing that? Mm -hmm. um, I'll talk about how I do it for clients. Cause as we know, we're all great at helping other people. And then often <laughs> it's like, don't look back there. Um, Cause I, I tweak my own personal content pillars a lot, but for clients, it's usually um, it's going to come from the questionnaire or the conversation that I have with them. I always, always have a personal connection pillar. And that is, um, it doesn't have to mean exposing your entire life on the internet, mm -hmm. but it has to be what makes you so qualified. And I don't mean the degrees or the certifications, but tell me about, um, I was working with a photographer. Tell me about the first time that you picked up a camera. Tell me about the first time that you edited a photo and felt amazing about it. Those, that connection pillar is going to be one of the biggest differentiations for you. Um, and it just makes people feel like you're their best friend. Then another pillar that's pretty related is your differentiation or thought leadership pillar. And that's going to be where I ask you to push the envelope. Tell me the things that you don't agree with in your industry. Tell me the things that you are 
adamant about that you need your clients to believe because if they're not like, for example, if you are coming to me for hashtag strategy, you're coming to the wrong girl. I'm not, I know that that that's been a big conversation on Instagram right now. And so I actively talk about how I don't think that hashtags are all that important. Other people might, you know, lose their head about it, but that's part of my thought leadership and differentiation pillar. Then the other ones are a lot more industry specific. So um, talk about your specific um, specialty. Again, going off of the photographer example, she loves to use props. So we actually have a whole pillar about props and equipment. We have another pillar about um, posing and how she makes people feel comfortable. And all of those things are a lot more related to the action that she takes with a client. I think you should be showing your process. You should be very transparent about how you work with people because that's going to build so much trust. And going for about four to five pillars max, um, four is usually that sweet spot. And it just lets you um, have a lot of creativity within a pretty structured like container. I don't want to say box, but container. Awesome. Um, I wanted to wrap up. I see that you have a content VIP day. And can you tell us a little bit about it, what you're working on, and also um, finish up with how we can connect with you? Yeah, um, I love my content VIP. I love working with people uh, in my content VIP days. Um, So what we do is we get together, and first and foremost, we hone in on the ideal client. And I do that through a game of would you rather. So I had a book when I was growing up in like middle school called Coke or Pepsi. And it was like, you had to check off and you would go around with your friends and be like, Coke or Pepsi, a skirt or a dress. And I love it. And I I do kind of like a business version of that um, with clients. And I think that you need to know a lot about your clients, like what makes them tick, what things they don't like. Are they into personality tests? If they're into personality tests, you have a whole arena of content, of memes, of silly things that you can put out that they're going to die for. Um, I love an astrology meme. And so we do that first and foremost. We have a lot of fun with the would you rather. Then we go into those content pillars because the content pillars have to be um, very related to what is going to resonate with them as we were talking about before. And then we plan 90 days of content in Airtable we get all the juicy ideas out. We put a purpose next to each one of them. And then um, you have that for a full three months, a full quarter, and all of it is very easily repurposed as well. So then you can extend that for another couple months. Um, You can always come back for a tune-up, but it's just so nice to feel like you don't have to wake up every day and guess. Mm -hmm. You don't have to wake up and say, What am I going to post? Is it going to be aligned? Does it have a purpose? Is it in one of my pillars? Is this what I want to promote right now? You don't have to ask yourself any more of those questions because we ask them during the VIP day and it's in, it's in our table, my favorite. Um, And you just go and say, okay, I know what today is. Um, It's been so exciting. And I also, it's very customized. I don't believe in one size fits all. I don't believe in caption templates because then you sound like everyone else and that's not what we're here to do. So those are the VIP days. Um, you can connect with me at Isa Media Inc., I-S-A Media Inc. on Instagram. I'm on YouTube and I've been loving YouTube. I have another video today. Um, 
And yeah, I'm always down for a DM and just any questions you might have. Awesome. Well, I will drop all of those links in the show notes and make sure people know where to connect with you. Definitely going to get up on that VIP day because it sounds awesome, especially, you. you know, I'm, I'm going to pick one up <laughs> sometime down Thank the road. I need, yes. I need content VIP in my life. Um, so definitely connect with Lisa on her VIP day. And that is all we have for today. We will see you next time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Coffee Powered Systems. You can find links to everything mentioned in the episode down in the show notes or on the website at mirandamerton.com. If you enjoyed this episode, rate and review it in iTunes or where you enjoy listening so others can find it too. And join me here next time.